Hello and welcome to Think About Eurovision, a Eurovision podcast with me, Chris, a Eurovision fanatic from the UK. And me, Chrissy, a Eurovision old timer, also from the UK. And me, Maddie, an outsider who likes to pretend he's cool. <laughs> by watching Eurovision. So that works. Eurovision's cool. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves Eurovision, except the yeah. BBC Radio 1 presenter, Scott Mills. Anyway. <laughs> Who cares about him? Yes. <laughs> Where is he? Up in space, man? Oh, don't get me st- That's a Eurovision reference. I can make those now. <laughs> Stop showing off. Never. Never. That would require humility. <laughs> I'm too pretty, as you can clearly see on the radio. <laughs> I shan't get myself into a rant about Scott Mills, even no, though... No, please don't. <laughs> oh, he's been annoying recently. Um, welcome to Think About Eurovision, where we will be discussing this... I can't, I, I've just got myself so confused now. <laughs> That's me. That I did that. I did that. <laughs> this week is one of our main episodes where we will be looking at... Um, a, well, not a grand final, because it was it was just a one night back then. We're looking at Eurovision 1968 held in London's Royal Albert Hall and hosted perfectly by Katie Boyle. Again. Again. That's, yeah, that's her third time by this point. Yeah, she looked familiar. She was one of the ones from yeah. the other one, wasn't she? She 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 also did 74 and she did oh I met her in 1998. I was sitting oh, cool. just just in front of her. She had a you know that um frilly necked lizard in Jurassic Park when it goes like that. Dilophosaurus? Yeah. She um she had a dress with a huge collar like that. Like a big frilly lizard. Yeah. Just important you don't scare her. Yes. Yeah. Um so yeah, we were in the UK following um our win of the year before, where we won with Sandy Shaw with Puppet on a String. My first ever Eurovision that I remember watching. And I remember watching this one as well, although not in colour, because we didn't get a colour telly until 1972. Yeah, I remember growing up with a black and white TV too. The thing is, I actually really did. Oh, right. <laughs> Even though you're such a youngster. Yep, I had a black and white TV in my bedroom. We had a colour TV in the living room, but yeah, in my bedroom at first, I, I got a black and white TV with a little sort of pokey aerial you had to move about to try and get a signal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would call a student bedsit telly, yeah. <laughs> um, I did not. <laughs> no. I have no skin in this game. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, um, Royal Albert Hall, I, I can't believe, I was watching it again, I recognise that building. What is that building? I recognise it. It looks familiar. And, uh, oh yeah, it's a Royal Albert Hall. And quite it's quite a sizable venue comp- compared to some other Eurovisions we've watched. Yeah. Even ones that are later in time, smaller venues, it seems. We really went all out. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's very impressive as well. And it's designed for singing. So, you know, it's uh, it was a cool, cool selection, I think. The place was beautiful. I loved yeah. the staging. Yeah. It looked nice. My daughter's sung on that stage. So, you know. You know Ooh, check you yeah. out. Yeah. I'll check yeah. your daughter out, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's a bit of, rather a better singer than I am, shall we say. <laughs> Very to the point at the start of a show. Um, you know, we got a Todayum into Puppet on a String, and then on with the show. They they didn't mess about. No, it was good. It must be nice just to be able to start right away, <laughs> yeah. not have to wait like twenty minutes just to start. Yeah, and then the postcards, and then yeah. 
Yes, no, but well, I suppose, you know, all the time it was just literally someone stepping off and someone else stepping on with a couple of movements of the microphones. You didn't need all that time, did you, to to change people over? They Not just a single to... prop. No. No. Not even a bird puppet. Not even a birdie. No, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Once again, Chris was the one who had the problem with it. I was yeah. just wondering where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, you know, in, in the folds of the garments, as we've discussed before, they're <laughs> often hiding things, aren't they? So I guess it's time we start talking about the actual songs yeah. um, and discussing our favourites. So, Matty, who did you have at the top? For me, my number one was Spain. It's just, Ooh. I think it's, I think it's a part familiar, part familiarity because it's a song I've heard before. Whereas like I watch a lot of Eurovision retrospectives and it comes up all the time, but I thought it was fun. I thought it was lovely. I think that Spain did a pretty good job. I thought that she was very energetic, very happy. The song was very bouncy and flouncy and it was just popcorn. And sometimes that's what you want. And you're just like, everything else is like serving me up this big decadent meal and well not decadent serving up not crap and <laughs> this one was just different and it was good and it was fun and it was flouncy and bouncy and it was one of the few that i stayed awake for so that's a huge plus in its favor so it, it would have I'll been one to- of the few that would keep you awake now do you have any idea how many times uh, they sang la in that song uh i counted it's actually a million <laughs> that is correct. Yes. A million laws. Well, I think it's, well, when, when you translate it, it actually turns into we, 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 But uh, yeah, like it, it's really easy to remember the lyrics to that song because there aren't any. And <laughs> it's, I don't know. Let's see what I wrote here. I wrote pretty much it. it. Yeah, canto yeah. a mi madre que me ha visto crecer. I sing to my mother who has watched me grow up. That says, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like a sweet, cute song. Yeah, quite a lot of backstory to it, Matty. I don't know if you know much about it, but um, oh, I know nothing about it. Oh, I, this was one of the few shows that I kind of went into, and I was just like, I'm going to do no yeah. research on this. Yeah, I'm just going to let it wash over me, and it did. Yeah. Yes, good. So, yeah, uh, as Chrissy mentions, quite a backstory. So it wasn't originally going to be uh, Maisel. Maciel, Maciel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maciel uh, singing um, La It was la, going la. to be Joan Manuel Serrat, but he wanted to sing in Catalan, which is the... And Franco said no. Yeah, well, Franco will always say no. I did my dissertation at university on the suppression of the Catalan language under Franco. So, yeah, um, and I was able to quote this as one of the things that happened. And so, she, so she was sort of parachuted in quite late. And then there was all sorts of talk about the fact that... Um, Franco's people had been, you know, going around trying to bribe people to, to, um, you know, vote for her and this and that and the other. But I don't know if any of that's true. I imagine that's a bit of a, um, a conspiracy theory job. Hmm. Yeah, it seems unlikely. I, yeah, I can imagine it it's one because people liked it and the, the lyric la 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 transcends language. Yeah. I was going to say, it does make it very accessible for many yeah, people. Exactly. Ya, ya, ding, dong. Uh, the only thing is, how would la, 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 have been pronounced in Catalan? That was so different. Exactly. But the rest of it yeah. would have been in Catalan. They, they, they could have the entire song with Lars. No one would have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> very true. 
Yeah. So if anybody wants the actual answer, 138 Lars in that song, but he did feel like a million. Yeah, it does make it easy to follow. Yeah. So, you know, that's always a plus. She's 10th for me, but that's because I think, you know, I've got... Um... I've got some issues. <laughs> yeah. So. For me, like I recognize it's probably 100% familiarity because I've yeah. heard this before, because it's something I seek out. But, and because of that, somewhere it sticks in the back of your head. But it's Matty, just like, you're oh, not this telling is familiar. Me, you're not telling me you've never heard Congratulations before. Oh, I did. Yeah, that was the other song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's one of the most famous Eurovision songs, especially one of the most famous non-winners ever, you know. so Yeah. And like, it was fine. Yeah. I don't think I had an UK. It's funny because for me, UK kind of sits in the middle of the pack, yeah. whereas Spain rose to the top. The other one that, like, actually, I was I was shocked didn't do better. Yugoslavia loved it. I liked it too. I got it at seventh, yeah. so you know. Yeah, it's number two for me because I was just like, it's, I like they're just two queers straight out of a Renaissance fair, <laughs> and like all they needed was a lute and a guitar. Yeah, and I would have been like, this is perfect. Well, yeah. But it's simple, super bouncy, nice. Matty. And then like... I, I'm absolutely with you. I put um, them second. So uh, Yugoslavia, yeah. uh, Dubrovnik, um, Troubadours, uh, the translation doing this for their... Yes. The, on, on the um, screen, they're introduced by their actual names, but they perform as Dubrovnik, Dubrovnik Troubadours. Um, but I, I mean, it was camp. Oh, it's so camp. And you know me, I love something that's camp. Um, the traditional dress, medieval, the f- flute... The, the lute kind of instrumentation in the background. A bazooki player in the bazooki, background as well. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And those things that I couldn't work out whether they were trousers or boots. I'm thinking, are those yes. over the very thigh high boots or are they leather trousers? I, I think the answer to that a- is yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, thank, thank you, Chris. Yes, I thought they were rather lovely, those. So next time, boys, I want you in those, please. I'm, I'm wearing them. Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, I've written Magyar Prince outfits here. I said it's a bit left field, you know, very Slavic looks here. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I never knew that I would love those medieval vibes so much, but here we are. I loved it. Yeah. Have you yep. ever come across bardcore music? I can't say I have. Oh, it's some um, um, like medieval versions of, of famous songs. There's a really good one of um, Gautier's Somebody We Used to Know. And it's sung huh. like a, if you look up Gautier Bardcore. Oh, I have seen these. Yeah, and they are, it's very, very cute and funny. So um, it just works for some reason. So um, it's, uh, you know, people, and they, they, they rewrite the lyrics slightly to make it, you know, you know, you sent back your minstrels and your carriage was this, you know, it's that kind of stuff. But it's very funny. So, um, yeah, Bardcore. Sorry, yes, yeah. yes, go ahead. Sorry. Well, Matty, what was your number yeah. three, Matty? My number three is Germany. Once again, I find myself enjoying Germany when they send young, uh, interesting songs from Pretty Girls. And I, it literally is just like, take a German song and make it peppy. I've got, I've got her second. I've got Germany second, well, so I really liked it. Yeah. I mean, we're in so much agreement today because I have Germany. Um, so they sent Venka uh, Mir with Ein Hoch der Liebe, A Cheer for Love. I've put it first. I love this. Oh, wow. I I think this is the closest we've agreed with each other for a long time. Yeah, a first and two seconds. That's pretty cool, yes. That's, you know, we agree. She took full advantage of that colour transmission for the first time with that bright sort of yellow summery Mm -hmm. dress. But, I I mean, I really enjoyed it because it made me think of one of my favourite SNL skits. Because of her weird dancing, it made me think of the Maharel sisters 
what what what's SNL? Saturday Night Live. Oh right, okay, yeah. Does Saturday Night Live not air with you? It guys? does now. We have it on Sky. Um, Sky something broadcast it on a Sunday after. But it makes me think of the Maharel Sisters. Um, so if anybody listening doesn't know Maharel Sisters by name, and I'm Denise, it's that sketch. Um, uh, will you? You presumably you'll put a link on. Uh, our, there will on the, be a link the in the show yes. notes. Yeah, um, because it's one of my favourite sketches in the entire history of SNL. <laughs> And you'll be glad to know that I got excited when I saw who the um, conductor of the German one was because his name was Horst Jankowski and he was the the man who released A Walk in the Black Forest, which um, was a big instrumental hit in Britain in the kind of late 60s. And I love it so much that I want it played at my funeral. So when I went, ah, it's Horst Jankowski. So A Walk in the Black Forest and I just love it. So, you know, I was very pleased to see him. I waved at him. I don't think he could see me, but, you know, it was kind of (laughs) that moment, yes. Uh, You you know, there's a a lot of mocking in the the, uh, Eurovision fandom about the amount of Lars in uh, Maciel's song. Yeah. There was an entire bridge of Laring in this song. So it was a big thing. Trend alert, Lars. Yes. (laughs) Yes, try to, well, it's because everyone had to sing in their own language, didn't they? So they were trying to kind of cut across, and which is why you often got like place names and stuff, you know, Amsterdam and Colorado and this, <laughs> and just to try and, you know, be a bit more so people could sing along at least to a couple of words. Yeah, which is smart. Yeah. I find that the this is just completely my own bias showing, but it is usually easier to get into songs if they have something that you can latch into. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just experiencing it 100% sonically, 100% from an area that you may not be as familiar with. So it's good. Like having English makes it easier to grasp, but that doesn't mean that it's the other songs are bad. No. It's just that you actually have to be like, okay, let me focus and let me figure it out and then – and it does explain why the UK and Ireland did relatively well in the earlier years when they were the ones who were, and Malta less so, but even so, you know, the ones who were allowed to sing in English always had a bit of an advantage. So, yeah. yeah. Well, the good news is now is Ireland's just trying to lose. <laughs> yes, so yes, we won't mention Dustin the Turkey, will we, Chris? Oops, we just have. Now I've got him in the show notes again. Great. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I just want to add one last thing. I just think Schlager is neat. Yes. Yes, I like it. Well, I like a bit of Schlager. Well, you, you'd be hard to like the Eurovision if you were, you know, predisposed not to like Schlager, but, you know. That is true. <laughs> um, so, Chrissy, who have you got in your tops? Well, this so should have won, I wrote. Here comes Cliff, of course. It was, <laughs> you know, even though the backing singers were in Pink Nighties, but, you know, obviously it's such a very, very familiar um, song and a very familiar um, performance. And I'm just thinking, yes. So, yes, UK is my first. Germany is my second. And my third, um, which I think is probably slightly unusual, whereabouts is it? Yes, because I didn't um, – it came last in The Real Thing, my third, and that's Finland. And I've written She Was Robbed next to it. I liked really? Finland. Yeah, I liked yeah. Finland. And she came last all of that, you know. So, I mean, hmm. so Finland sent uh, Christina Hautala with Kun Keloke when the clock is running. And I can't deny, I enjoyed that song. It was really enjoyable. I put it six. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. 
I have Finland 11th, but I think that's just because I thought that there was quite a bit that was good this year. I didn't think there was a lot that was great. No, I'm but there was a lot that was good. And it's all kind of in, for me, it's mostly sitting in that, that section in the middle. Cause even the bads, they weren't bad. It was just bland. Well, I have got one that says, Jesus, this is dire. But, you know, I'll, I'll leave that we'll, until we'll later. We'll in a bit. Yes. Um, <laughs> and obviously, you mentioned Cliff. And, I mean, yeah. Cliff, I mean, I think most British people, especially my age, they, they grew up knowing Cliff as just the very religious guy. Yeah. Uh, but this was back when he was oh. a rock star. Yeah. In the loosest was, term possible, a he rock was a, star. He was a pop star. He was a pop star rather than a – but he was very much a, a kind of – Clean living, early Saturday evening kind of jolly show, you know, with his with his with his um, velvet jackets and what have you. And he looked like know. Austin Powers. Let's be fair. Yes, really, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Well, rather no, actually, Austin Powers looked like him. True. Let's put it in the right order. <laughs> yes. So yes, I'm sure that I'm sure Mike Myers must have, you know. I also wrote down Austin Powers. <laughs> it was like a lot of very sort of high-pitched squealing and screaming from the audience whenever he was mentioned as well. Yes, you could tell some of his, yes. his fan base were there. Misbehaving in a way that uh, teenagers in the 1960s only possibly could. I said he's got a bit of screaming and even the orchestra looks vaguely amused, I said. There was a sense of, ah, here's the big... Because he was a big star even, you know, even then. We so rarely, you know, have those in the UK Eurovision that it's quite exciting. At the time, oh yeah, Ember and Anger Engelbert Humperdink. He's a big star. Engelbert <sighs> Dinkadonk. Yeah, yeah. Benedict Cumber. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, well, yes, he was once, but you know, I'm talking about at the time. Matty is quite different from. Yes, he was a big star a thousand and twelve years ago, which is but anyway. He's still a big star. Beating off women with a stick, walking down the street. <laughs> In his walker. Quite. Anyway, Chris, you've said about your first one. What are your second and third? So, as I mentioned, uh, Yugoslavia was my second choice. Uh, Yed and Dan with Dubrovnik. I can't say that. (laughs) Troubadours from Yugoslavia. But my third, and I wasn't polite about the gentleman in my notes. I've got to be honest, but I ended up really enjoying the song. I put Sweden first. Um... I'm not going to try pronouncing the name of the song in Swedish. I'm not even going to try. But the literal translation, the verbatim translation is, it's starting to seem love. Curse me. I don't know what's meant by that. I mean, after the first few songs, because um, this was song eight in the running order, yeah. it was a little bit stale. Everything felt a bit old-fashioned. Yeah. And this was the first one that I would say, like a 1960s rock and roll song. Exactly. I've put, I put him fourth. And funnily enough, my words are, oh, definitely a bit more modern. Thank goodness. So I've obviously come to the same conclusion as you, Chris. I mean, it, yeah. it sounded like the swinging 60s. Yes. And yes. then we got some creep in a Flash's jacket with his snake hips clicking his fingers suggestively. I felt a bit icky watching it, but I enjoyed it musically. Yeah. Well, I've, I've put, he looks relatively trendy, I said. so. Yeah, very, very of the moment, I think. Yes. Yes. It was definitely the best song at that point of the um, show. And I've written best so far. Chris, were we actually on... I put exactly, okay, it's the best so far, verbatim is my note. We were obviously, you know, you know, communicating you know, through the ether at this point, so yeah. Which one was it again? Um, that's Sweden. That's number eight. Yeah, number I have them fifth. 
Oh, yes, exactly. So, again. This is the most in sync we've ever been. I'm going to have to, next time, I'm going to have to choose something really divisive. Yes. <laughs> well, I think, I think the bottoms might be a bit more yeah. crazed because I don't, I, I don't know. At this point, I'm just like, I'm scared to say anything <laughs> because we're going to wreck what we have. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we, we should move on to uh, the bottoms, shouldn't we? Shall I go first? Go for it. Okay, the one I've written, Jesus, this is dire. The harmonies are atrocious, or maybe she just can't sing. Okay, the song conversely is quite nice, and that's Luxembourg. That is the correct answer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> have we all no, put that bottom? We're all, we're all, actually, I, I have I have Luxembourg in sixteen. Oh. Oh, who have you put below them then? Well, we can talk about Luxembourg first. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about yeah. this car crash of a song so yeah. uh, Chris Baldo and Sophie Garel with uh, Nous vivrons d'amour possibly yeah yeah we will live love yes Ugh. I mean I mean what was there some kind of limit on my that we know they had more than one microphone because the backing singers yeah. had microphones why yeah. do they have to share why do all the duets on stage have to share a microphone I know yeah. just annoys me from a standpoint of, like technicalities I'm like Oh, it just sounds yes. bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just felt like she didn't know when she was supposed to start. And then when she started, she sounded drunk. And then I was just like, <laughs> yes, she did. I, I, I literally wrote, is she struggling to keep up? Because it felt like she was struggling to keep up. And she, it also felt like she didn't know which notes she was supposed to be singing. I either. don't think she did. Yeah. No. That's, I mean, she should have spent less time just staring at his stupid face during the start oh, of it yeah. and focusing on, you know, yeah. how this song's supposed to sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I have a question for you guys. Was uh, do you have either of you heard the John Denver and the Muppets CD album? No. We play it every Christmas at our house, and there's one song where John Denver is literally just like da 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 da. This is that song. I was thinking that exact melody. This is that song without the Muppets, and the Muppets always improve things, therefore making it less interesting. Yes. So I'm wondering if the Muppets heard this and were just like. That's ours. <laughs> yeah. I think sung well, that could have been a nice song, but no, it wasn't sung well at all. It was in two different keys and they sounded like their lyrics were broken up. I hated it. Mm -hmm. Really yeah. hated it. I've, I've written Charlie Sheen in a light blue, slightly too tight suit because <laughs> it did look, it was all a bit, yeah. I can't remember what she looked like. Go on. And there's none You're of not it. Missing yeah. So, who else have you got in your bottoms there? Oh, my, 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 right. My, my second to bottom is Belgium. Yep, I have them third, <laughs> third from the bottom for yeah. me. Um, I have, let's see, blonde fringe, purple maxi skirt. Oh, blimey, I've written stuff about a wuzzo, which is a bird, you know. Um, tweet, tweet. Yeah, unfortunate hints of I'm a, I have no voice Quinn. Yes, exactly. I mean, I know I hated the um the one that won 1996, which is I'm a Quinn and I am the voice. And this has got hints of that about it. It's sort of a bit soprano-y, a bit... Yeah, I, not, my, not my thing at all. It didn't end up in my absolute bottoms. I put it, I put it pretty close at 13th. Yeah. It was very ethereal. No, almost no structure to the song. It was like, like liquid. It kind of just kind of yeah. spread spread out across my ears. It wasn't unpleasant. That's all I can give it. But it was just a bit, meh. Yeah, yeah. It had nothing going for it. it. Didn't have a. I don't feel like I feel like I had a start, middle, or end. Yeah, I have the exact same note there. 
it just did. This could nothing. be the closest we've actually been. <laughs> This is shocking, isn't it? Well, sh- shall I shall I um, try and throw? You know, no, I don't think I am. Um, my my third to last was Monaco. Oh, a, a silence from my boys. So you don't? I have them for. Oh, you liked them, yeah? Oh. I like them. I like them. What Line and Willie? I couldn't cope with the names, you know. <laughs> Line and Willie. Yeah. I I was wondering how much of a euphemism their names were, yeah. and then they sang. I didn't mind it. I thought that. Like they could harmonize together. She was acting, which I appreciate. Yeah. She she was clearly feeling it. Yeah. Um, I did write super French song, very French, very yeah. French, which is a uh, which is very good, but it's not always the best. No. So I enjoyed the French accent there. Yes, I've just yeah. said that she looked like all of my friends' mums in the 1960s. That outfit, that that hair, those shoes, <laughs> all of my friends' mums when we were about eight years old looked like that. So. Um, yeah. Well, she wore like I, a sort I, of like um, a like a dress suit kind of thing. Yes, she had a pink yeah. coat, mini dress, That's and then those I'm, white, mm-hmm. slightly clumpy shoes. She looked really good to a Bernie in. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that would have been ten years too early. Well, she looked ready, ready to go to. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Bernies came in the seventies. Yeah, no. That, so, so there. At last, we at last we disagree. So yes. Where did you have Monaco then, Chris? Just kind of middle of the park. I put them eleventh. No, again, yeah. no great feelings towards it. The voices went together nicely. Can't complain about mm-hmm. that. In comparison to, you know, Luxembourg. Yeah, our friends in, yeah, our friends in Luxembourg, yeah. Uh, just, eh, it was fine. It was absolutely cromulent. Yep, that's a good word for it. Okay, over to you then, Matty. What were your bottom three? Um, I have, well, the, the two that we've mentioned, but my bottom bottom is the one that opened the show, Portugal. Not feeling Portugal this year. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote a confused goldfish that wished to be human. <laughs> because I feel like that's... Like, my my words in this is, is this supposed to sound like this? Is he okay? I've written, he, I, and he then looks I wrote, very worried. I must admit, I've got a cute guy, yeah. but he looks very worried. Yeah. And then I wrote at the end, it's just like, I feel like I could enjoy this if it, w- if it had been done better. <laughs> yeah. So... Like maybe the song recording is fine. Maybe the song itself is is okay. What I hate about it is everything about his performance of it. Yeah, I mean, like when I say a confused goldfish that wished to be human, I literally feel like he was wobbling. He was doing the mouth thing. He was like, it looked like he was struggling to breathe and confused and lost. He was the Muppet that was missing from the other song. He got lost. He walked on stage and no one said, get in the back and get that guy up you. Like no one, he he was, he was a puppet without a string. Yeah. I've written, he's jigging about and looks very uncomfortable. Yes. So obviously. Yeah. yeah. What? That was, his voice was so nasal. It -hmm. was nails down a chalkboard. I put it 16th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it fell right in my bottom two here. Um, and then it just middle of a song, it just changed into a different song. And they were both terrible. They were both really bad. Some two songs surprised the one, both of them were shit. But it was the first sighting of a polar neck jumper, of of which there would be many more. So, yeah, Carlos Mendes with uh, Verao, Summer. Um, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't feeling that one. What were you, what, did you miss a bottom, Chris? So the only one we've not covered is my third from bottom, um, Another turtleneck jumper. Yeah. Um, so R- Ronnie Tober with Morgan from the Netherlands. 
Yeah. I mean, just like, first, like, speak up, lad. Why are you so quiet? Why Don't come with a really big, bombastic song. And this is the thing, sung better, that song wouldn't be so bad. But the song was so bombastic and loud, and you had the sort of pounding drums, and he's just got a little bit of a mouse fart on a snare drum voice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wasn't a fan. I mean, yeah, that, that was a big banging number, and he was just almost whisper singing. Yeah. I think very Aryan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I liked his suit. Oh, he looked immaculate yeah, he looked in his white suit, suit right? with turtleneck, yes. Yeah, the yeah spot- he looked fine. He had a spotty polo neck on, didn't he? So, yes, he was in a, in a kind of kind of fancy hanky matching and what have you. Yeah. He was a part of the hanky code before he knew what that was. <laughs> now I've got to put a link into what the, ca- the hanky code is for, or, you know, all the straights. <laughs> I don't know if you could. Yes, I don't. I I don't know what that means. So I'm just going to nod and smile, boys. You know, the hanky code was a code where I'm just going to tell everyone. Yeah. yeah. Gay knowledge. Why not? Crown it. Uh, what we have is we, you have like colored of hankies or like bandanas, yeah. and you could put them in your back pocket to signal that you were gay and what you were into. So like yellow. No, actually, let me let, let's not do the gross ones. <laughs> just start with yellow. <laughs> It's the most distinct color, right? So, because then you get other ones that are just like, I don't know, like there's black, which is if you're into leather, and if you wear it on your left side, then you're, I think, like a leather daddy. And then if you're into the right side, then you wear it. So it's normally like left side giver, right side receiver kind of thing. So, yeah, yellow and brown are self explanatory, but <laughs> there's, a, there's a rainbow there of colors. And like all kinds of like fetishy things, so yeah, it was a way for gays to kind of subtly communicate without having to uh, be like subtly communicate. You know, arrest me, coppers. Yeah, so. subtly communicate their unsubtle needs. Hmm. Yeah. What I do like is that there is a, 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 a an image online you can find of a hanky code, which goes I think into too much depth, and you really need to like you know work for Farrow and Ball, because some of it's like color light blue, Robin's egg blue, medium blue, navy right. blue, teal blue. Mate, it's all blue. Yeah. You're getting too involved in the shades of blue there. But then if you, like, miscommunicate something, then you're accidentally setting yourself up for something completely... What if you're colorblind? Yeah, exactly. That's the real question. Because, what is it, one in every ten get uh, ten I, men are colorblind? Yeah, exactly. So it must, it's so. A, fair, a fair number, so... <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, shall Problem. we move on, chaps? <laughs> I feel I feel I must move us on now. We are talking about Eurovision, so yeah, come exactly. on, these things go hand in hand. But as you if say, if you have I, a musical bandana in your yeah. left side, yeah. you like listening to Eurovision. As I said, you, I, as you have described me before, boys, as the token heterosexual here. So you know, yeah. Oh, you don't have to label yourself like that. It's if you have a green bandana, you like the works of Johnny Logan. Excellent. Yes. So, no one has that bandana. No. Even Johnny Logan doesn't have that bandana. No, Johnny no. Logan doesn't have that bandana. Um, we've covered our tops and bottoms. Is there any kind of honourable mentions? Because we've agreed so much, we've rattled through this year. It's kind of a nothing year, to be honest. Like, I don't feel like I remember a lot of this. I just watched like a recap video of them, like maybe an hour ago. Yeah. And I'm just looking through. What are the standouts? Uh, UK, Spain... Like Ireland was okay. 
I just think I thought he looked like a leprechaun. So I was just like, that was fine. Oh, oh, there is one I want to talk about. Yes. Switzerland. The super gay one before that was really a thing. The bright orange creamsicle suit. Yep. Like, I thought that he was fabulous. And he had and I mean that in every sense of the word. And he had quite an impressive bulge where it counts. Yes. He, he knew his audience. <laughs> yeah. But I was surprised. No one gave him, like, he got, what, three points at the very end or yeah. something like that? I was just like, that's mean. Yeah. Like, he did fine. The song was okay. He was big. He had bravado. Um, he got two points because there was a miscommunication about the amount of points they got. All right. Um, which was the only funny part at the end. <laughs> it's just like, yo, bitch, can you count? I put that song fifth. I had, I quite enjoyed it. And even though I couldn't say my mind off the fact he looked like Jim Davidson. Um, mm-hmm. Matty, Jim Davidson is a racist comedian who used to be on the TV in the 90s in the UK. Okay. So no one important then. No one important. <laughs> to me, he looks like the dad of, the Italian dad of a boyfriend I had in my teens. So, you know, I saw I've looked, looks like so-and-so's dad, you know, and he is going to sing in Italian. So, yes. So I thought that was quite an unfortunate reference for me once I'd, you know, and then when I noticed that he was quite bulgy, it was all, it was all going wrong for me. So, you know. So, so Gianni yeah. Mascolo with uh, Giandando il Sole, which translates into, look at my big orange bulge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yes, I'm, I'm sure. All things considered, you know, it's not that big. <laughs> I've seen oh. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny it was almost like as soon as i noticed that they suddenly went to waist upwards and close-ups because i'm thinking oh i want to have another look now and i think maybe the cameraman <laughs> and the director have also gone going going closer we don't want to see him below the waist thank anymore. goodness so, for youtube you can just rewind it and pause can't yeah, you yeah exactly so. um yeah i mean did you notice that his microphone stand was like really low like was he tall or did they just not look, bring the microphone up from the last singer well, who, he followed Luxembourg, which is the couple. Yeah. So it probably was just that they were just like, oh, crap. <laughs> what do we do? We forgot this one thing. Yep. This is important. Let's do this. No, I enjoyed it. It was classy and his voice was really good. He had a lovely tone to his voice. So I really enjoyed his song. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Like I, That was one the one I was just like, I'm surprised that didn't do better because it's one of the few that I'm just like, this holds up. Yeah. Is it gr- Would it do great in like today's radio? <laughs> no. Nope. Would it do good in today's Eurovision? Maybe. The chanson style is coming back pretty hard. Oh, Austria I didn't like very much. I put, blimey, he looks scary. I have a three-word review for this. Big, belty, boring. Yeah, I've, I've written, he's got a huge dot, 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 bow tie. So, no, unfortunate. And I, I don't know what's the matter with me here, because I've written unfortunate Nazi undertones. So I, I've already written the word Aryan. I don't know what I was on when I was watching this, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> Carol got with a thousand fenster, a thousand windows, and yeah. you're accusing him of Nazism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thousand fenster indeed, I've written at the end here. So, yeah. No, I, oh, and I didn't like Austria at all. No. Nah. But the rest were fine. So, yeah, I, I think we have covered everything that we have interesting to say about the songs there. Is there anyone we haven't done? Italy. Italy sucked. Hated Italy. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed elements of the guitar. It was very um, Cat Stevens, Yusuf Islam-esque, like the guitar melody. Um, yeah. yeah. I said I liked the instrumentation. Yeah, that's exactly what that's- I enjoyed about it. 
the instrument. I enjoy the music and not the the uh, singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Norway uh, sent a pre Superman Clark Kent. I, yes, I do I wonder want- if that's the first time we ever had a Eurovision song with an English title without having the English lyrics because it was called Stress. Yeah. I've written a classic Norwegian null point number. I said he looks like he's having some kind of fit. <laughs> so, <clears throat> It looked stress. like he was on his way to um, his like high school prom. Yeah, he did have a nice cummerbund on. He had a lovely cummerbund. So. His suit wasn't orange. I didn't care. No. More orange suits, please. <laughs> More orange. I want a, no. I want a, a light baby blue one so that they can be like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that's my that's my hope. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are plenty of light blue suits over the years at, at Eurovision. So, hmm. so gosh, we've we, we've been remarkably harmonious this time, boys. We have. I am also scared. Well, did anybody enjoy that interval <laughs> film? I can't even remember it. A travel of London. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, so well, it would look like they'd washed out the colour somehow. And I've written the England of my childhood, dot, 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 <laughs> and it certainly was, you know. I mean, you'll yeah. hate me for this, because I thought they were trying to make it look like proper Mary Poppins kind of style London. <laughs> for the listener, I'm getting a rude gesture all over the camera here. <laughs> and so you deserve it. <laughs> yes. I'm not that old. Well, I am actually here. Yeah. No, no, it, it, it was quite memorable for me. Well, so, one thing I found really weird is that when they show, and it's not just in this, but whenever people go to Piccadilly Circus and take photos of that advertisement board, it's like you're doing what they want you to do. They want you yeah. to take photos of that great big advertisement and share it with the world. Stop it. You're falling mm-hmm. into their trap. But also, if it happens to be for my clothing company, then do that more often. Yes. Okay. Do it. Uh, do it. What, what yeah. is your clothing company? Oh, it's called OneChicGeek.com, <laughs> spelled C-H-I-C. Of course. We have enough time to, like, talk about whatever. So I'm just like, I'm going to plug myself. Why not? I got a podcast. I got a YouTube channel now. I'm going crazy. Literally. I have no job right now. So I'm going crazy. I'm going legitimately crazy. I have none of these things, but, you know, I, I wish to support you. I'll be buying things I don't need, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> Clicking. Yes, yes. Twelve of those, you know. So Delightful. Yeah. Well, you've already ordered like 50 of them, so yeah. why not 60 more? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I, I'll purchase a, a gift for my lovely son and my lovely future son-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Well, if only we had something else that we could talk about that's upcoming on this channel where we could talk about like new music of some kind or music we would take. So I'm trying to lead up to Chris jumping in with his own plug, but yes. it's not working. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was talking, like, I was trying to figure, are we talking about American song contest or are we talking? Oh about God, the- no, <laughs> God, no. I have to do that enough for my YouTube channel. We don't do that here as well. No. I also do that on the YouTube channel. You should probably check it out if you like it, but, but considering it's probably one of the biggest music, channel failures in the past yeah it's, oh, um, there's so much to talk there's about. a lot to say about it and we will discuss it at some point on this podcast but i think we need to let it just play out a little bit longer yeah um, i think we'll know next week if there's actually gonna be a finale for it because it doesn't look like it yes because we know how american tv goes but yes um there will be a, a new arm to this podcast uh desert island discotheque um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, there will be an ad at the end of uh, this episode for more information about it. But yeah, it's absolutely not 
ripped off from BBC Radio 4 at all and Desert no, Island Discs. Not. It's no. completely new novel format. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't it? know what that is, so I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, for for yeah. you, it is new and novel. It is new and novel. I love novels. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we should probably just touch on the votes. Uh, the, the, you know, they started with uh, talking about how if we can't get through to anybody, the votes won't be counted. Like, that's ominous. Was there anyone who didn't get through? No, they, they got they through to everybody in the end. It's like, they, yeah. they were preparing for the worst. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's a classic 10 jurors choosing their favorite song format. Can I say something that shocked me? And we haven't talked about this. Yes. France. France did well in the votes. How did that song do well? How have we not talked about this? How, how, how did that do well? It was so boring. It wasn't even like good boring. It was just boring. It how, was did, how did Finland do so badly, Matthew? We just can't yeah. tell, you know. Like, did they get confused with the songs? France just truly went there to be France. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, of jurors, their ears were painted on. They gave points to Luxembourg. There's too much armography I've written for France. Yeah, back, Macarena for dummies. Um, I did love that the UK gave a lot of the, the biggest amount of points to Germany. I'm yeah. happy about that for UK. Good. So, obviously, you know, we are showing our... Um, you know, Britishness. Yeah, that's right, love. British. Yeah, go blimey, mate. That's lovely. <laughs> so but yeah, it was actually kind of a close vote at the end. I was like, there were some, there were some twisty, turny bits. We came down yeah. to one point. It's one of the few. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes down to the voting, I was just like, I'm, I'm cool with this. This is good. But then at the end, where they're just like, you gave us eleven, gave us eleven, just like, so <laughs> doesn't change anything. Yeah, Cliff Richard locked yeah. himself in the toilet, didn't he? Yes. Because he didn't want to be seen going, oh, I didn't win. Yeah. He didn't want his Jon uh, Lundvik moment. No. So, humph. Humph is all I can say. So anyway, Chris, well, what year are we Congratulations to him. Yeah. What year are we doing next? So <laughs> next time we'll be discussing Eurovision Song Contest 1989. So until next time, bye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Is that, is that a dry land ahead? Oh my god, civilization! finally, at last, at last I'm going to be back, surrounded by people who love Eurovision as much as me. Oh, wait a second. There's no one here and I don't care, I feel it's safe to dance alone, dance alone, dance alone, dance alone, dance alone. Yes, I cannot deny it. This is an absolute rip-off of the BBC Radio 4 format Desert Island Discs. But we're doing it Eurovision style. This is Desert Island Discotheque, where we will be discussing five favourite Eurovision songs with some specially invited guests. This could be anybody. It could be musicians, authors or fans of Eurovision. If you're interested, if you want to come onto the podcast and tell me your five favourite Eurovision songs that you would take with you to a deserted island, please do get in touch. You can find us at Twitter at thinkabouteuro or send us an email at thinkabouteurovision at gmail.com. That's thinkabouteuro on Twitter or thinkabouteurovision at gmail.com via email. Best start finding some food for this island then. 
Yikes. La 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 la.